What is going on, everybody? Happy Monday! Woo! It's Monday morning, baby. Or shit. Afternoon. As of two minutes ago, we are back at it. What's going on, guys? Happy Monday. Never a better day of the week. That means we have a full week of fun ahead of us. A week of trading, a week of building, a week of just going in and getting after it. Producer AB, how are you doing today, sir? I'm good, Luke. How are you? Doing well, doing well. Um, and guys, everybody out there in the chat watching, this is the Power Hour. This is the Trade Idea Show. That's what we're going for. So if we are not delivering on ideas, we're, we're not getting some, some action going, call us out, okay? Say in the chat, Producer AB, Hot Stocks Luke, this is bullshit. You just wasted 60 minutes of my time. That's not what we're here for. We want to get after it. We, we want to just dive right in uh, on, on this Monday afternoon. Everybody on East Coast, if you're not on East Coast time, you're somewhere else in the U.S., uh, it's probably morning for you somewhere else in the world, probably right with my afternoon. And shout but, out to so Big H in the chat. He's got a cool background there in the mountains. Love that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's great. Uh, anyway, did you do a hangout yesterday, A.B.? Um, I did a hangout on Friday. I believe that's okay, what okay. STBC is referring to. But here in the market world, we just say yesterday talking about the last. Exactly. You got to cut out the, the market days. Yeah. I mean, the weekend's bullshit. Exactly. So, so all right. Let, let's get into it, guys. We, we, we have a jam-packed day of, uh, to, to get through. Um, we First things first, so we're going to talk about SPY. SPY is, is taking a hard run lower right now, so we're going to start with that, just breaking within the past several minutes. Um, we're then going to move on to the crypto stocks. Producer AB made some live trades on Friday, uh, so we're going to talk through those, and then we're going to talk some earnings plays, okay? That's the theme for the next two weeks. We're talking earnings plays, how to handle them, how to hedge yourself, uh, stocks to hit YOLO long, YOLO short into earnings. So that is the deal. So so on that and, note, and, and Luke, I want to say to to okay, go ahead. No, go ahead. I would say J- J- James in the chat has been dropping in some comments about about playing TLT. Uh, t- tell us exactly what that trade is because I want to talk about that in the context of uh, the spy sell off that we're looking at right now. Definitely. Um, what, what I was going to say is on the on, along the lines of earnings plays. So last Friday on the show, I made a live trade on Baba. Um, I just thought it was getting a little oversold, a little too low. So it got down to about 190 flat and I, and I bought some $200 calls. They're up today, but we have earnings tomorrow. So I'm debating, you know, whether letting the, the calls ride into earnings because we're showing some strength or just get out while, while I'm ahead on the options. So, you know, in a little bit, Luke, I think we should take a look at those, see kind of what what my benefit is uh, to keeping them, letting them ride. Obviously, the the thought there is if they crush, if Baba crushes earnings tomorrow, then my calls will be worth a lot more tomorrow. Um, but if they miss earnings, then I, then I could miss out on a profitable trade. Okay. All right. So, so, so let's get to Baba in just a second here. Um, so, so we're going to do spy crypto Baba. How's that? Baba equals Chinese stocks as a whole. Yep, New York trade and talk about the, the Chinese market. Um, so so all right, look, looking at spy. Look, look at this. We we have we have this hard sell off uh, over the last several minutes. This first big red candle that we have here. Uh, let's see, eleven thirty five. Um, we 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 do have have a little bit of news that was out earlier in the morning. Um, 
PMI, that, that's uh, Purchasing Manufacturers Index. I believe that's what the P is. No, Price Manufacturers Index. It, it, it's an inflationary measure. Uh, it, it, it came in lower than the previous month and lower than the estimate, which, which suggests that inflation is a little bit slower, potentially. It's a one-month data point. You can't put too much weight into it, uh, but but suggests that inflation is, is potentially a little bit slower than, than everybody's anticipating. Um, but then check this out. Uh, bad headline that we have here. Construction spending uh, increased by 0.1% for the month of June versus a 0.4% estimate. Not a great number there at all. Um, and then it looks like we have this this technical move that's happening on on SPY. So so check it out. Uh, we're, we're looking at this this 440 level on the ETF. So it'd be 4,400 on the actual index. Look at all the support that we're getting off of this level. Uh, market fall, falls through it and, and just tanks. Um, I see some folks in the chat that, that, that are talking about that they were hedged going into today. That they're buying some project some protection. They're generally short the market. Um, my I I stopped doing that. Ab for for the latter half of 2020 and early 2021. Let's say Q4 2020, Q1 2021. I was buying spy puts on an almost monthly basis. It's like the market would, it would run up to these all-time highs. There would be a one- or two-day crack. I would buy some spy puts to offset the long positions in my portfolio. And over that entire period of time, they, they just kept expiring worthless, right? The, these are not day trades that I'm talking about. These are not swing trades. The, these are, you know, I'm trying to hedge my, my core holdings here. And, and I lost slash wasted so much money doing that. You know, I was spending like, let's call it $1,000 a month by buying spy puts to, to hedge away half-ish of the portfolio. Um, it'd be month end, month end, month end, month end, roll, 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 roll. And, and that $1,000 was, was gone over and over and over again. So 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 all of you buy the, or, or, or like, you know, buy the putters, I guess not buy the dippers, buy the putters out there. I'm telling you, I've been there. I tried it in this market. It didn't work for me. I stopped doing that. Uh, I did move off of margin, so I'm not sitting more than 100% long. For most of 2020, I was more than 100% long. Uh, I, I'm off of margin, um, so 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 I'm so I'm I'm not crazily long the market, uh, but but at least I'm hanging out in in a somewhat reasonable position. Um, and, and again, I, I see James in the chat is is saying TLT is is a trade that he has. Um, and so I'm curious, guys, if you are generally bullish this market, right? We're talking about S&P 500, broader market as a whole. Drop the one in the chat. If not, drop the two. And of course, smash that like button. Let's let's get some viewers in here. Um, share the stream. Like the stream. Let's go. Uh, and TLT, if you don't know it, this is a, a bond ETF. It, it, it's a really easy way to, to, to trade uh, bonds, to be long bonds. U.S. Treasury specifically, if we click over to the dividend calendar here, uh, you'll you'll see there's a decent annual yield on this thing, about one and a half percent. I do own this in, in my long term term portfolio. It's not a big slice. It's it's maybe like a three four percent allocation. Uh, but again, guys, I I, I want to see where everybody is at on this one. If you're bullish, the general market. Shout out Tony from Toledo. Drop the one in the chat. If not, drop the two. Um, let, let's see what everybody's doing. 
Yeah, and I mean, look, I I don't mind the spy puts as a way to hedge your portfolio, but I think, as you said, you know, you can run into that issue where if the market's going up, you're just essentially wasting money on it. Um, but I think it all comes down to your risk, your you know what what you want to have in your portfolio as far as risk goes. Um, so if you if you want to be a little bit more uh, risky, you you cannot hedge your portfolio at all. But if you want to to have that hedge, then I don't think it's it's a terrible idea. Um, Basically, let's see what what um, James is saying that he doesn't want to fill chat with his bearish thesis. But in a nutshell, he thinks growth is going to slow. That's no secret. He thinks inflation is not transitory. Rates can't stay where they are. Um, There's no way that inflation is transitory, right? Do you agree? I think inflation is going to be insane. I don't I know. Bought a, a big GLD position, and maybe GLD is not a great inflationary hedge, but I did GLD. That's the ETF that tracks the price of gold. Again, this is not a day trade. It's not a swing trade. This is a several-month trade as the story develops. Um, I, I put this on probably four to six weeks ago. Yeah. There's I'm, a three-month chart of gold. I'm waiting before I kind of you know ring the bells about inflation and get too worried about it. Um, you know, I, I want to wait for a few more uh, CPI data to come out. And, and I want to see what, I, what I'm looking for there, Luke, is that is the inflation growing at a similar rate across the board on all those different uh, baskets of goods? Or is it, as we've seen, you know, a couple of things, gas prices, used cars, news car, new cars, uh, fueling that increase? Because right now that's what we've seen is that a few different sectors, which can be more attributed to supply, supply chain issues, feeling that higher CPI. But if we start seeing, you know, that goods across the board are raising three, four, five percent year over year, then that's when I think we'll be in kind of ugly territory. Yep. I, I, I don't disagree with you. Um, so, so, all right, AB, there, 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 there's some thoughts on the general market. Again, anybody who's looking to, to try to hit this thing short, I think it's tough. I stopped trying to do it. Here's a one year chart of spy. I mean, that's as straight of a line as you can freaking get. Okay. Yeah, and what's what's interesting here, Luke, is if you go out to a five year on the spy. There you go. So you can see kind of the so if you go back from like 2017 to before COVID, you can see the trend line that it was on, the kind of gradual increase. And since then, that that trend is a little bit more. It's a little bit steeper. So we're growing at a faster rate than we were over the 2017 to 2020 period, which it shouldn't come to us as a surprise to anyone. Obviously, the markets rebounded very quickly after the COVID crash. Um, but I, I don't know if this rate that we've been growing at for the past year and a half is sustainable, uh, you know, in the long term. And I know people have been saying that for the past year, six months. You know, people were calling a market top this time last year, last July. Um, but I, I wouldn't see, be surprised if we see that growth slow down, but it still continues that uptrend, if that makes sense. Yep, I, I think it does. And, and let me throw this one out to the chat as well. Uh, inflation. I see there's some disagreement going on on inflation in the chat. If you guys think that inflation is going to be way high, drop the one in the chat. If you think inflation is going to be a non-issue, drop the two. I'm absolutely a one. I, I'm protecting my portfolio for that. I'm very highly allocated. I'm not holding cash. Anything that I would hold cash, I'm owning something like 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 TLT uh as an alternative to 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 at least earn some of that uh 
one and a half percent yield on it plus hopefully a little bit of capital appreciation yeah and i'm definitely more on the two yeah, side okay. everybody thinks inflation is going to be insane not everyone me tiago space ape uh you know we've got some twos in the chat but definitely more people worried about inflation right now than not and another reason luke where i'm not is because the past uh couple times we've had the cpi data come out we haven't seen gold or bitcoin move higher off those off those you know off that data coming out from the cpi so my thesis is that if it was true and that obvious that inflation is here and everyone's scared about it then then gold would have gotten a little bounce by now uh, which I know it's doing all right, but I, I and Bitcoin kind of went up for a different reason other than that. But I think, you know, we might start seeing those plays you come in. Play Bitcoin as an inflation hedge. I actually like Bitcoin long right now, but but I I don't think you can say that Bitcoin is your inflation hedge. There's too many other factors that are going to move the, the the price of Bitcoin. If gold can't be an inflation hedge, then Bitcoin absolutely cannot be your inflation hedge play. And again. I like Bitcoin right here, um, but I think that that narrative is just has to go away until it, until it matures. I agree, but that's kind of the narrative that a lot of you know crypto. Experts oh, I know that's what Bitcoin I'm saying. Got to go, got to go. All right, any any Bitcoin people out there, crypto crypto guys, let that be known. The inflation hedge got to go. All right, Ab. So 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 let, let let's let's take stock of where we're at. So, so there it is. There, there's, there's high level market thoughts. Uh, let's go ahead and let's roll our crypto update for the day. Brought to us by Voyager Digital. Check out the app if you haven't. Okay. Uh, then let's move into to your Baba trade and Chinese stocks as a whole. And then, and then if we have some time, let's hit the earnings ideas. How's that? Let's do it. Hi, I'm Michael Murray with your crypto markets update powered by Voyager. Crypto prices were mixed over the weekend with Bitcoin trading modestly lower while Ethereum continued its rally. Bitcoin entered Monday trading around 39700 down roughly 6% after trading lower on Saturday and Sunday. The weakness over the weekend snapped what would have been a 10-day winning streak for Bitcoin dating back to July 21st, its longest streak in eight years. Ethereum was trading higher on Monday morning for the 13th day in a row. At roughly $2,500, the price of ETH has risen roughly 50% in the last two weeks alone. Elsewhere, Quant continued its recent rally, rising another 20% over the weekend. Quant has now risen roughly 200% since July 20th. In other news, regulators in Malaysia announced Friday that Binance is to cease all operations in the country. The Malaysian Securities Commission informed the company it has 14 days to disable its apps from working in the country and cease all media activity. Malaysia is the latest country to come after Binance in recent weeks. The exchange has also been banned in the U.S., Italy, Germany, Japan, and the U.K., among a few other countries. Binance is the largest crypto exchange in the world by trading volume, but has come under intense scrutiny this summer. In an attempt to appease regulators, the company announced last week it would wind down its futures and derivatives businesses in Europe. Beginning on Tuesday, German institutional funds will be able to invest in cryptocurrency for the first time. The new rule will allow certain pension funds, insurers, and other institutional investors to hold up to 20% of their assets in cryptocurrencies, though it's likely most funds will stay well below that threshold for the time being. The rule is part of a larger strategy undertaken by Germany in 2019 in an effort to increase blockchain and crypto adoption. Tuesday's rule is one of 44 measures that could be enacted by the end of the year. This Benzinga crypto update is brought to you by Voyager. More than 60 assets to choose from and annual interest earnings up to 12%. Voyager is your launchpad into the world of crypto. Get $50 in free Bitcoin when you use code ZING on Voyager. Deposit at least $100 and make your first trade.
All right, AB, are you going to take advantage of that offer? Yes, sir. $50 Bitcoin from our sponsor, Voyager. A favorite stock of ours as well. Um, uh, it, when you deposit 100 bucks and make your first trade, so that's 50% immediate ROI. So even if your Bitcoin trade goes down, uh, you, you've got a way to run before you're at break even. Boom. And shout out to the chat. We need to get some graphics on there. We'll work on that. Day one. All right. We'll work on it. Um, but all right, AB, let, let, let's keep the idea flow going. We talked about the TLT trade. We, we talked about the SPY trade. Uh, let's move on to your live trade that you made Friday. It was on Alibaba. Uh, here is the chart. Here's a one-year chart. I'm going to zoom us in. Here's five-day chart with five-minute candles. We're talking about Alibaba, ticker B-A-B-A. What exactly was the trade, A-B? I'm going to pull up my portfolio, which I just found out, Luke. I, I went to uh, Robinhood on this computer in the studio, and it was still signed in. So a- anyone at Benzinga can hop on there and make some live trades. Um, but here we go. So looking at this trade right here, this is the one that I made last Friday. It was just a weekly call, so it expires this Friday. Um, oh, yeah. I bought it for 200 right, We're doing weekly calls now. Let's go. I know. I bought it for $282. I had some haters in the chat that said, bye-bye, $282. They said, ba-ba, more like bye-bye. I said, wait, wait, just wait. And here we are on Monday. The call is up 78%. Um, so, so Luke, if I had multiple contracts, what I would definitely do would be to trim some so that I can just like kind of let, let them ride through the earnings tomorrow on house money. But I only have this one. So now I'm in a spot where I have to make this decision. Do I take okay, the? Okay, t- damn it! You knew what I was gonna say. I was gonna say take half and let half ride, but we can't. I know, I know. And that first would be first, AB. Good job. That was a good job. Okay. Good job. Thank you, thank you. And Hot uh, trade eighty percent one day never hurts. So I mean, so I, here here's the 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 thing on both sides. A I could take the profits right here and you'll never go broke taking profits. We've heard that before. It's very true. Um, but at the same time, uh, can I afford to take this risk? Can I afford to risk this into earnings? And, and I think I can. Um, so I'm not in a position where I necessarily need to sell this to like to raise that capital, get off margin, anything like that. And I do have another Baba call that's a little bit further out for 210. So I can keep one and sell the other. This one I bought uh, before Friday. So it's actually down a little bit, down 6%. Up on the day though, so that's good. So Luke, okay, I'm- li- I, I, I think that's an, I think it's a, it's sort of an obvious play. Sell one, keep the other? Yeah. So so you have the weekly, you're up 80% on it in one earnings, in one in one session. Right. right? Bomb out before earnings, take, take the money and run, right? You got a few hundred bucks there, do that. Um, because then let, let's say they get, they get smoked on earnings or, or something along those lines. Uh, you know, you, you, for your further data call, at least you have a little bit of time, right? Maybe the China narrative improves, maybe any sort of, sort of short-term earnings volatility has more time to shake out. Um, I, I would lock in that 80% off of one session and then let the other one ride. All right, let's go ahead and do it. So right now I'm going to sell it for 515 bucks. Um, submitting the order. Let's see. Let's see if it gets sold. Oh no, it just went down to five ten. Um, so here, maybe I need to replace the order. Continue. And, and I've never. So I'm. I'm going to go ahead and put this down at, at five ten if it lets me to just make sure that I get it sold. So it says it's worth five thirteen right now. I'm going to sell it for five ten. 
Yep, sold 512 bucks. Your field, baby. Let's go. All right, chat. In question out of the chat is earnings before market or after hours. Baba earnings are pre-market tomorrow. Okay, guys, pre-market. Yeah, and 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 so Luke, I think what we'll see is that my this other one, the the two ten August twenty seventh one, will either become essentially worthless tomorrow morning if the earnings don't go well or be or I'll, I'll see a nice little profit on this one as well which this one i'll definitely get out tomorrow after earnings if there is a nice little pop um but it, it, you know I, it could look good that i sold that other one if we get bad earnings tomorrow but we don't know we don't have a crystal ball so we will see boom so there it is guys producer ab hot trades hot stocks ab uh bought the baba call and why did you buy that call ab I, you know, so if we look at the chart, let's here, let me pull up Baba because that's, that's a chart of the option uh, value. So if we just look at Baba hey, right here, hood? I have not gotten into IPO hood. last week. I have not gotten into I hood. Sort of like hood. We talked about I haven't it either, but I sort of like it. We talked about it last week and I basically said, I want to, I want to see kind of how this stock reacts a little bit. Like every stock has its own um you know tendencies of how it trades like snapchat is going to trade differently than twitter even though they're in the same sphere so i wanted to, to see how robin hood trades for a little bit before i start hitting the options on it um but it is looking really interesting right now and i love that kathy bought it but basically luke if we can look right here that multiple days in a row baba legged down there was a bunch of fear about chinese stocks um surrounding the market and i just felt like around here uh, around this 180 level, it was getting way oversold. It was getting way too cheap. And then I saw a little bit of strength up here on the 27th. Uh, so then on the 28th, you know, I liked riding that trend on the uptrend back up. And, and, and that was a big thing is that I wanted to wait until we saw some movement back up that I wasn't just trying to catch a falling knife. Yep. And, and, and the, the Baba best in breed Chinese stock for sure. No doubt about that. The, the one that I'm long, uh, I've been long this one for two weeks now. We spent a considerable amount of time talking about it, so I'm not going to do the whole thesis. I'll just give a quick update. Is DD Uber of China, ticker DIDI, Delta India, Delta India. Um, uh, I'm long calls. I'm long the $10 strike calls that are uh, expiring in September, so I still have several weeks on those calls. Um, the, the quick update that I'll give, is the fact that we had this this fake out rally, right? Right around here, what what happened was there there was a report that the company was going to go private, uh, and and then you know it, it it came back down and 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 you know the company said that's not happening, uh, but but the fact that we had that pump fake rally and the stock has continued to tick higher since then makes me feel very good about the DD position. Again, this this is a swing trade; it's not a day trade. Uh, I'm not going to go through the whole pitch again, but I've done it like 19 times on the show. If it would be helpful for me to go through the DD pitch again and why I'm long the stock, then let me know. Um, and, and I can do it, but, but I'll spare everybody else's ears. Uh, and then Luke, I, I don't know if, if we've checked Baba, back in, Bob, if Baba has a monster quarter, if they put out monster numbers tomorrow, it will lift the whole sector. Every Chinese stock will get going. And these are volatile names. Okay, the, the other one that, that I'm long right now that just been okay but not great is Tiger. I, I think I might have to bomb out of it because it's like one of those stocks that's up and down 10% every single day. And, I mean, that just gets exhausting to hold a position like that. Um, but, but sorry, go ahead, AB. 
I was going to say, I don't know if we've done it yet, but I don't know if we've checked in on those Ford options that we played last week into the earnings of Ford. We sold some, uh, we sold some calls, I believe at, at 1450, correct? Uh, yes, it was a beautiful trade. I think we should check back in on that, see how it worked. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I think we, there's some other very interesting earnings plays coming out this week, and we can talk about kind of how to play those. Um, but yeah, yeah so, so so the the Ford, we'll do the Ford trade tomorrow. You want to do it now or tomorrow? We'll do it tomorrow. All right, we'll do it tomorrow. You, you've got a big interview coming up in a couple minutes here. Um, uh, uh, other earnings plays, should we, should we get to them for a second? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, I saw somebody in the chat earlier asking about Rocket, ticker RKT, Romeo, Kilo, Tango. Uh, let's see if we have a date for this one yet. Per our trusty Benzinga Pro, we don't estimated date for Rocket earnings is is September first. Uh, last year they reported the same quarter. Their earnings date came out September second. And guys, I will say this too: if if you have not tried out Benzinga Pro yet, there's no better time to do it than earnings season. It's pro.benzinga.com, pro.benzinga.com. Uh, two week free trial, no credit card, etc. Um, so, so, so check out Benzinga pro if you haven't yet. Um, but rocket, the question was, uh, does rocket have the, the capacity to announce a special dividend, uh, or a stock buyback in their quarterly earnings report this quarter? I think the answer is absolutely. Yes. They have a track record of putting up a ridiculous amount of cash. They're going to have to do something with that cash. I think dividend buyback, et cetera, is there. There's a very realistic world in which that happens. Uh, so, so, so I do like Rocket. Yeah, I mean, definitely. It's, you know, the the market right now. And for- I'm long Rocket too. If somebody wants an earnings trade again, you're a couple weeks out. It's one that I like and am long. But sorry, go ahead, AB. I was just going to say that the, the the market right now with uh, you know interest rates to buy houses and whatnot is so hot. Um, so, so I definitely like rocket as a trade right now. Um, but, but other than that, this week we have some big names on the video game front. Um, so Activision Blizzard ticker ATVI is reporting earnings after close tomorrow on Tuesday. Um, and then EA sports is after hours the next day on, on Wednesday. So I I don't know. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to play either of these Luke, because there's a lot of, I'm playing into earnings for sure. No doubt. This, this, this will be the, the last pick that i give uh but, but before we we get going on with our next guest pop belly carparts.com baby prts carparts.com the market for vehicles right now is insane okay o- over we'll, we'll talk more about this uh tomorrow but but basically over the course of the weekend where, where i was i was in virginia from detroit beautiful detroit michigan in the background here, but I, I went down to Virginia uh, to move my brother, help, help him move from Florida to Virginia. Uh, we were looking for a car. We spent an entire day car shopping. I mean, it is so impossible to buy a vehicle. I mean, like, 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 like crazy used cars. Prices are, are off the charts. Uh, buying any sort, getting any sort of lease or cheaper new car, no inventory at all. Right. Anything that, that was sub twenty thousand dollars, not on lots, scheduled deliveries, November. Um, and so what did he do? Producer A.B. Uh, he called up my mom, who, who has a non running Ford Fusion in her driveway, like a 2005 Ford Fusion hasn't been driven in years and said, Mom, can, can you ship the car down to me? I'm going to buy some parts and try to put this thing back together. 
Let's go. Um, I love it. Get, yes. Getting the hands to work and yes. some elbow grease going. And so, so, so there are other reasons why I own carparts.com. And, and maybe tomorrow or what or or Wednesday before their earnings report, I'll do the full pitch and we'll run through the numbers. Um, but 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 carparts.com uh, absolutely do do like the stock. There's a real life example. They're reporting earnings. Uh, what is that? Thursday after the close. Okay, ticker PRTS. I, I think that the move to 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 buying car parts digitally helps them. I think that the the market condition helps them. Uh, and, and so there you go. And Daniel's asking in the chat about the rocket buyback special dividend. Yes. I, I think that that's absolutely something that can happen. We just talked about it, but you tuned out. And then Luke real, real quick, before we get to the, the interview, I think we will be talking about car parts on Friday. Uh, we do have our friend, David many, many on the, uh, COO coming back on at Highland. We're all about celebrating little wins and little ways to innovate digital processes. There's no customer pain point too small for us to help with. Maybe that's why more than half of the Fortune 100 looks to Highland to connect their content and data, improve processes, and turn little efficiencies into big wins for their customers and clients. Highland, intelligent content solutions for innovators everywhere at highland.com. The show uh, after the earnings on Thursday. So very excited to talk to him about those earnings. Nice job, baby. Nice job getting that one booked. Thank you. All righty, sir. Get, get, give us a preview. So there we are. We just went through 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 general market thoughts, a spy TLT play. We talked about the Chinese plays and how we're handling those. Uh, we went through a couple of the earning stocks to trade this week. What is next on deck, producer AB? So coming up right now, we have we have a very special interview with uh, Inspira Technologies. It's, it's a very interesting biotech company. Uh, we have their co-founder coming on, joining us. His name is Joe uh, Hyon. So very excited about that interview. And then after that, we'll, we'll talk more about different earning stocks coming out this week. Um, but yeah, Luke, I think without further ado, let's go ahead and get to the interview. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com. Joe, how's it going? Good day. How are you doing? Nice to I'm, meet you. I'm good. Nice to meet you too. My name is Aaron. Thank you for joining us on, on the Benzinga Power Hour today. Sure. Thank you. Um, so, so real quick before we get started, do you mind just giving our audience a little bit of background about uh, Inspire Technologies? Sure. Uh, thank you. So Inspire Technologies is located in, uh, near Tel Aviv, Israel. Uh, the company was established in 2018 by three co-founders. Uh, myself, I have a background uh, in medical device companies, uh, assembly, uh, defense companies. Our second co-founder is the CEO, Dougie Ben-Nun, who is one of the co-founders of Nano Dimension, traded today on uh, NNDM. And our third co-founder is Dr. Udi Nosnovich, who came up with the idea of needing to provide uh, support for the uh, oxygen support while not going through the lungs. So Inspira has developed a system whereby we can provide, we have the potential to provide patients the ability to utilize oxygen to elevate and stabilize saturation levels while the patient is away. And this would potentially prevent the need for mechanical ventilation. Got it. And then I do see, so I have the stock pulled up right here. The ticker is IINN. Um, I do see the stock is up about 10% today. Did, is, there, is there news that came out today? Um, not, no news, but I'm sure the public uh, identifies the potential of the company. 
Got it. Yeah, definitely a lot of potential there. So, so what what are you most excited about in the next year or so, for, as far as for, from the investing standpoint? So, you know, we we're working now. We're in the development stages. We're working. Uh, our next stages will be obviously working towards uh, regulatory approval. We have uh, different components uh, um, versions of the system that will go through uh, um, submissions uh, this year, begin, end of this year, beginning of next year. Um, and the end of next year, so we have a, 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 multi, a multi-step approach. Um, so I think the, the, there's a contribution of us working towards bringing the product to uh, a regulatory uh, submission process, alongside us developing our go-to-market strategy. So Inspire is a very active company. We're working towards uh, um, increasing our uh, ecosystem with key opinion leaders, collaborations with uh, leading medical uh, uh, hospitals. We already have a, a collaboration with Sheba, which is the ninth-ranked hospital in the world located here in Israel, and we're working to develop similar relationships in the U.S. Uh, of course, our technology and our abilities uh, is also driving for collaborations with, uh, and we're working very hard on collaborations uh, towards uh, players in the market. Uh, these may be medical device companies, global manufacturers, so we're not only just working on the product, we're working on the infrastructure in order to deploy this product and make a huge difference on a global basis. Got it. And then, and then real quick, Joe, can we go over, um, you know, the ART 500 or uh, if, if, I, if I'm saying that right, the, what is that product? So ART stands for Augmented Respir- uh, Respiration Technology. Uh, the ART is a, is a product designed to treat patients that have respiratory failure. So, for example, let's take, for example, someone who's been brought into the emergency room. They would have difficulty breathing. Doctors would normally apply some type of oxygen support, maybe high-flow nasal oxygen uh, support. Uh, It may be BPAP, non-invasive mechanical ventilation. But in many cases, it's not enough. And the doctors are faced with the dilemma of having to intubate a patient and place them into a medically-induced coma and put them on a mechanical ventilator. Now, COVID-19 has only further exposed uh, the, the impact of this type of treatment. I mean, we've all seen what COVID's done. But even prior to COVID, there are 20 million people worldwide that are put on mechanical ventilators every single year. So the need is very, very significant. And there is an unmet need, unmet need. So what we would do, as opposed to intubating the patient, we would insert a small, uh, relatively small cannula into the jugular vein in the neck, and we're extracting a very small quantity of blood from the patient while they're awake, while they would potentially be breathing using their own lungs. So what we're doing is we're removing the CO2, we're adding a high concentration of oxygen, it circulates back and it basically increases the overall saturation level in the body, supporting the sick lung, and therefore preventing the need for intubation and coma. And this is our goal and the goal of what the art is designed to provide. Yeah, I mean, it's a fascinating product. I, I'm very interested in this particularly. Um, but Joe, I'm getting some questions out of the chat. Uh, so, how, how much cash does the company have on hand right now? So, you know, coming into the IPO, the company had about $5 million on hand, and we've just raised $60 million uh, prior to uh, IPO expenses. So about $65 million right now? No, five and 16. Oh, together. 16. So 21? 21 prior to cost. That's right. And then what, what's the, like the burn rate over a year? So it's expected that this, uh, uh, this amount of on-end cash would bring us into 2023, uh, around about the first quarter of 2023. 
So of course, this takes into consideration burn, burn, uh, uh, burn rate. Of course, we have expenses uh, for go to market. Uh, it does vary from month to month. Got it. And, and then is this art product, is it FDA approved? And if not, what, what does the timeline look, look like right. on that? So our product uh, it ha has not been used in humans yet. It is not FDA approved yet. But what we're doing is we're taking a multi-step approach, which means that we're taking key components uh, that have technology. We are taking through a, a, a regulatory approval. Uh, the first will be towards the end of the year and then several uh, next year. At the end of next year, we are, we, are, uh, we are submitting to the FDA our first version of the art, which is an ECLS system, which means it's a life support. So it means it's operating in an ICU environment very, very similar to ECMO. And then in 2023, we are submitting uh, the full ART 500, which has the capability, which will potentially have the capability to be used at an early stage uh, as a, for deteriorating patients and therefore preventing the need for mechanical ventilation. Beautiful. And, and then so outside of the, the ART product, is there anything, you know, in the pipeline that investors should be, you know, aware of that they should be excited about? Well, you know, we're, as I said, we're a very active company. By us taking our, the, com the key components, which have a lot of potential and do have the potential to drive a lot of interest in the medical sector, because uh, they could potentially have additional applications, we'll be showing how we are attaining approval for those different components. And I think that's already a, a, a very important statement, because most companies develop a product, you have to wait years to see a result. We're showing you step by step how we are going to make progress. I think that's very important. Secondly, we are working towards collaborations with key uh, opinion leaders, hospitals, uh, other institutes. Um, we are working on uh, collaboration for strategic investments uh, with very large, uh, we are working towards that. So uh, we've shown this obviously in the F1 and, uh, and uh, other documentation that we have shared with the public. Uh, so we are working very hard to deliver uh, um, milestones uh, this year, next year, and beyond, being a very active company, not only working on the product, but working on the whole network in order to ensure that we can bring this product to the market uh, in a very, very uh, comprehensive way. You need to understand that this product is designed not only for ICUs, it's designed to be implemented outside of the ICUs. So there Definitely. are so many people today that don't have access to ICUs, so many people around the world that don't have access. And our product's built, you know, our product is relatively low cost in truly what a mechanical ventilator would cost. I mean, an MV, a mechanical ventilator, can reach about $50,000. And the cost of treatment could be about $50,000 for the first week. And, and what's the total market opportunity in this, uh, you know, disease, in, in this field? So... Again, if you're looking at uh, the potential that there are 20 million patients on mechanical ventilation, the total addressable market would be for us around about uh, 20 to 25 billion dollars. And wow. that's because our, our product is based on the fact that we are selling disposables. We are selling a disposable kit. That would be uh, our goal is to sell a disposable kit. Uh, and of course, uh, um, we would obviously have different marketing capabilities uh, and we have different uh, revenue models on how to ensure easy deployment of systems to the hospitals. Potentially, one of the models is to bundle the disposables together with the system so that we can deploy them and therefore help hospitals overcome any budgetary or other uh, financial uh, uh, elements. Now, 
by doing this, we are helping the hospitals, we are helping the patient, we have the potential to provide a good, a, a good outcome, reduce hospital days, uh, you're showing here the reimbursement, and, and we are trying to focus on all the goals that reimbursement would normally provide, uh, focus. Um, as you know, the goal of reimbursement and the CMS is to bring a superior product to the market, to ensure that it increases patient outcome, it's reducing hospital days, complications, uh, and by doing so, you're also reducing costs for the patient, for the hospital, for the payer. And of course, you're also helping the economy because billions and billions of dollars, if not hundreds of billions of dollars, are lost every year, lost every year due to medical bills, readmissions, and of course, a loss of uh, um, activity in the market, in the economy. Right. Um, all right. Well, Joe, thank you. I, I got a couple of general questions kind of about, so uh, people in the chat are asking, what, what does COVID look like in Israel right now? Because I know Israel was one of the uh, the first countries to get a majority of its citizens vaccinated. Uh, um, so what's the status right now? So what we can see in the news at the moment, you know, most of the population, about five out of the eight million have had uh, two vaccinations. Uh, the country is the obviously considering giving a third vaccination to the elderly. Uh, we have a, a few hundred, about 200 patients that are critically ill or uh, 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 acutely ill. So uh, in relation to our population, it's considered high because we've enjoyed better numbers. Uh, there's definitely an increase, but luckily it hasn't had uh, overwhelmed the hospitals yet, but there is concern. Got it. And, and then last question, kind of more general about Israel again, but you mentioned nanodimension earlier. What... What is it about Israel you think that, you know, consistently puts out these startups and good companies that come over to, um, you know, the markets in America and, and make for good investments? Um, I think as a, as a country, as a nation, we are very persistent. We set up goals. We are not scared to fail. We are very persistent in reaching our goals. We are very we're prepared to go the extra mile to find solutions, to find partners, uh, we think about the goal and not about ourselves. You know, so example, in our stage, we think about how to bring the company to a great level. We've brought it public. The next stage is to, is to grow the brand, to be able to develop the system to a stage we can share it with everybody. And we buy, believe by working and being persistent, a lot of good things will come out of it. And do you see this a lot specifically in the uh, you know, medical field as far as innovations coming out of Israel? Uh, yes, uh, there is. There are some very good innovations here in Israel. I think there's some wonderful companies that have come out of the, out of Israel. Uh, people are very much focused in identifying and trying to solve an unmet need, and by being persistent, they eventually work it out. Got it. Yeah, I mean, I just know personally, I've seen a lot of uh, you know, like interesting investing opportunities that come over on the American markets that are founded in Israel. So it's, it's always interesting to me that kind of a smaller country is able to, to make up a lot of, of the, you know, big, big companies. Right. We, we live in a very uh, challenging world. So I think, you know, these challenges becomes part of our mentality. Definitely. Um, all right, Joe. Well, thank you for hopping on the Power Hour today. You know, I look forward to, to having you back on in the future as we get more updates and news coming from Inspira. Uh, some very interesting, you know, not only technology, but just things happening in the company in general. So uh, thank you again for taking time out of your busy Monday to join us. Thank you very much. And uh, thanks for hosting us. Of course. Talk soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.
All right, y'all, that was Inspira ticker IINN, very interesting biotech company coming out of Israel. Um, so, so let's take the next 15 minutes and, and chat about some more earnings coming out this week. I'm going to go ahead and take this screen off, get my other screen shared up. And then let me know in the chat what everyone else is trading today, because I want to see, you know, I, I want some more big trades like I made on that Baba one last week. So I've got the earnings graphic pulled up right here. So we're looking today, this afternoon, nothing really that interesting to me today. But tomorrow morning, of course, we have Alibaba, which I have an open trade on Under Armour, which will be interesting. Um, Marriott, kind of a nice little reopening play there. Discovery, uh, a lot of these credit card and bank companies have been hot. Um, and then in the afternoon, we have Activision Blizzard. I I'm staying away from Blizzard here because, uh, you know, the company has a lot of things going on besides just earnings. There's an open lawsuit right now uh, with, with the employees going out against Activision. So I want to see kind of what's going on there before I play that. But I think when we do see Activision's earnings, it could give us some insight into what we could see the following day. Uh, with EA after hours. And then, of course, Wednesday after the close, we have Win, another reopening play there out in Vegas. Roku, which has just been a, a monster stock the past year or so. Um, but yeah, let me know in the ticker, or let me know in the chat what tickers y'all are trading. Um, GP's asking about BBIG. Let me get that pulled up on Benzinga Pro and we'll check that out. Yeah, we had we had Binko, we had their uh, CEO on a couple of weeks, or I think it was last week actually. Um, yeah, let me, let me get this pulled up on Benzinga Pro. See if we have any news on it. And and then please, as always, guys, please smash that like. Let us know, you know, what we can do in the chat, what you would like to see more of, what you'd like to see less of. So so BBIG right here down two and a half, about two and a half percent today. Let's go to the overview. Let's see if we have news in Benzinga Pro. You know, I, I tend to stay away from stocks like this, at least for a little bit, to see kind of if we can't get a a, a more sustained trend. Because if we look right here, I can see this downtrend coming back from, from early June. Uh, the stock ticked up to about six bucks and is trading lower from here. But but look, I mean, I, I think if we see this bottom out, I, I think around $3, it could be a good buy. Um, but right now, I'm not in the stock. So, so I'm going to go see something that... Oh, GP saying it's heavily shorted. Yeah, I think uh, it's always it's always interesting getting into stocks that are heavily shorted. You can be hoping for that short squeeze, but like I said, I, I'd rather wait until until we see some sort of strength coming back up. Um, let's check in on Wish today. Wish has has been a chat favorite. Um, the the stock has been kind of underperforming expectations, but right here it's having a good day, up about three and a half percent. This this could get really interesting because we've seen a couple days in a row where we've gotten green candles. So if we see it bounce up here, get above this $10, $11 level, then I think we can really see it fly. So I haven't really been in wish at all, but I've been saying as it's been going down from here from 14 bucks, at some point, this is going to get to a point where it's, it's an attractive trade. Uh, and I think around this $9 level, we saw that, that this was an attractive point for traders to get into. Uh, trade it just on the short term to get some money out of, not necessarily as a long-term investment. That's how I'm viewing it, just as, as kind of a, a short trade in the interim. Um, but look, we can see this uh, formation forming right here where, where we can see it come down here, hit the double bottom down at the bottom around nine bucks, and then could come back up to this $14, $15 level. 
again, I'm not in it now. If we see another green candle tomorrow, two days in a row, that might be my sign to just hop right into it. Let's see. We've got Shelly's asking about, oh, she's asking, what what is the stock of the day? My, my stock of the day is going to have to be Baba, Shelly. I mean, look, we've talked about it earlier on the top of the show, but I'm still in on the trade. I'm riding one of those calls into earnings tomorrow. Uh, I, I want to see it bounce above this 210 level. So, so if we see it bounce above this 210 level, then that's my sign to get out of the other call. Um, but, but look, I'm not saying go rush out and buy this right into earnings because we could see anything happen tomorrow. This is just personally my stock of the day because it, it performed well for me today. But I, I think we can see some other uh, you know, companies that report good earnings this week. So, uh, let's check in on Roku because Roku reports – uh, Wednesday after close, I, I mentioned earlier that the stock has just been ripping basically all year since, since the COVID crash, we'll take a look at the chart. Um, I'm on the dailies right now. So if we go back to, to last year, the stock was trading at about, I got to go all the way back to find the COVID. Oh, here we go. So the stock right before the COVID crash was trading about $138 dipped down when everything else did to about 60 bucks. And now it's at $426. So a lot of people have thought that this stock is getting too expensive. And and they've been saying, people have been saying that the stock's expensive on the way up, but it just keeps ripping. Uh, And and Roku is one of those companies that is truly kind of innovating, really disrupting technology. We're getting to a point where essentially any smart TV you buy will come with Roku uh, you know, software built into it. So Roku is becoming synonymous with streaming in general. You can go to Hulu, you can go to Netflix, you can go to any other trading service through Roku. So I do believe this will be a, a strong company long-term and one of those companies that I would not mind just buying and holding in my portfolio. Uh, but do I think it could be getting, it, it has been getting a little expensive here? Yeah, and I think that's what we saw right here was once it got up to 475, you know, we're at 427 right now. So we're 50 bucks off those all time highs of a few months ago in February. Um, but we saw it get a little overextended here, got traded down to below $300, back up to, to around 390, sold off again to below $300. And now we're back sitting at this, you know, 420 to 430 range. So the stock has been selling off a little bit just, just a few weeks ago. Uh, really a week ago, it was in the $480 range. Now it's, you know, 60 bucks below that. So I, I don't know, chat, let me know how you feel. How do you feel about a stock that's kind of selling off into earnings? Because a lot of times it, it can be reversed. You know, a stock can can have a nice little run up into earnings. And then, this, then the stock has a sell off after the earnings or vice versa, that it has a sell off into the earnings. And then the earnings come out and they're strong and the stock starts ripping after that. So I, I don't necessarily have have a thesis as how I want to play this into earnings. I do know this is a great stock to trade in the short term because it's very volatile. So if you do have a thesis on whether it's going to move one way or another after after the earnings that come out on Wednesday, uh, let me know in the chat. I want to know how you're trading it. Uh, Stop Council Wars saying Roku always goes back up close to 500. Yeah, that, that's a big resistance level. I mean, if we do see Roku get above the $500 level, it could have a way to go. Um, but we need to see it hit that 500 level, sustain it before it before it becomes you know an attractive long term trade. Let me see anything else we've got. Shelly saying she is going to have to subscribe to AB Signal. I don't know if you want that, Shelly. A, a lot of YOLO calls, um, some options, but I do. You know, I, I talked about this on Friday. I have an investment account where it's more long term. 
Um, but I do like just trading the short-term calls and, and puts for fun. Um, long-term, it makes you nervous. Why, why is that stop count source? Are you worried about competition? So someone like Amazon, someone like, like that getting more into the streaming game, making it harder for, for Roku to hold their uh, respective market share that they have right now? Or, or do you just think it's a little bit overextended? Strangle Roku, that, that could be that could be a good play. You know, if you think it's gonna hang out in this range. Um, or sorry, not straddle it. So you so you're thinking to, to strangle it that it's either gonna go up, it's either gonna go up a lot or go down a lot. Um I, I mean again, this is one of those very volatile stocks. So another very volatile stock that we love to check in on. Let's check in on Tesla. Been having a great day today, up about five percent. Up to seven hundred and twenty bucks, about seven eighteen right now. You know, we saw Tesla sell off after after the company reported earnings last week. Maybe that was two weeks ago. Even though the earnings were very strong, so I think that was an opportunity to kind of buy the dip there. We saw right here it dipped down to about six forty, um, back up up almost a hundred bucks off that price at six forty. You know, Tesla's one of those two that's just fun to trade on on the short term. What do we think of CHPT? This is ChargePoint, I believe. Yep. I don't know. I mean, I, I think as a trade, so if we if we zoom out on the chart, we saw all these um, you know, charging EV stocks get very extended and they got up to about let's see where we got up to on this. We got up to about 36 bucks. We sold off. I, I said it before, I'll say it again. I, I like this industry that you you can get into it very early. You know, charging stations are going to be the gas stations of the future. We're going to see a time, you know, in the next 30 to 50 years where instead of gas stations, charging stations are going to be all over. And we're still at a point where you can get into this sector early. We did see some of these companies get very uh, overextended. Like I, like I mentioned, we'll get, we'll check in on plug power, um, these companies tend to trade together. But if you go back to earlier this year, January of this year, we saw, I mean, plugs at a point where it was almost three times higher in January than it is now. Um, now we do see some consolidation. It's hanging out sideways here. Um, so, so if you're looking at this as a long-term trade, I don't mind just buying some plug, buying some charge point, putting it in your portfolio, uh, letting it rise as, as time goes on. Because again, this is still very early in the industry. Um, but it, it scares me seeing how how overextended we got up here and down below here. But looking at this chart right now, I mean, we can see that we've hit the support level before, um, back even before that run up, back in April, back now. Uh, so look, I, I, I don't mind ChargePoint at all. I'm actually going to add this to my watch list right now, now that I'm looking at the chart. Um, sorry, this is plug, not ChargePoint, ticker PLUG. Uh, fuel cell as well along the same lines. And the chart looks almost identical to, to plugs, right? We had this big run up earlier in the year when we saw the EV boom, and, and then now it's sold off. And now it's starting to consolidate down here a little bit. Um, so definitely some interesting plays there. Let me know how you guys are playing those in the chat. Uh, what, are, what are my thoughts on DraftKings, Sophie is asking. So DraftKings kind of kind of the same thing along the same lines as uh, ChargePoint and Field Cell, in that the industry is still so young. You know, uh, legalized legal gambling's only been around for a year or two, so, so we still have a lot of growth in the sector to see. Um, but, but kind of along those same lines that we saw on plug and fuel cell, we've seen it get up too high, overextended, then sold off. 
Uh, right here, it's not looking like it's oversold or sold off because we can see it testing this resistance and support levels again. There's a very obvious support level down here at about 40 bucks. So I think we should wait right here and see if it comes back down to this $40 level, then that'll be an easy buy down there. Or if we see it break through this resistance level of about 52 bucks or 55 bucks, then we could see it on a run back up to these previous highs of 70 bucks. Uh, this is a stock that, of course, Kathy Wood is very long. Uh, while, while we're talking about Kathy Wood, let's check in on ARKK, Kathy Wood's flagship ETF. Um, this stock got a little too overextended back in February, sold off at around the $500 or $150 level. Now we're looking at it at $120. Again, we're talking about long-term plays right here. I like the EVs and the charging point, uh, the charge point stations as a play for the EV market. I like legalized gambling um, because these industries will just continue to grow. And, and ARK, our ARKK has exposure to both. So I, I like ARKK as, as a stock to just put in your portfolio, let it hang out. I think Kathy Wood's brilliant. So I'm going to keep, you know, I'm going to keep my, my position in ARKK. But yeah, DraftKings, Penn, let's see how Penn's doing. Because Penn actually has performed a little bit better than DraftKings throughout the, from COVID to now. Um, but we've seen Penn get beat up since March. It got all the way to 140 bucks and is now trading about 70. So it's 50% of the stock's value from, you know, March until now. So if you bought in in March, you're, you're, you're looking at a 50% loss right here. Uh, it does look like we're seeing some consolidation. We're seeing some support down here. It could come back down to this $55 level. Um, but again, if you're, you're into this sector, into legalized gambling long-term, then, then I don't mind either play. We also have a Round Hill ETF that tracks all the betting companies. Uh, this one's at 27 bucks right now. The ticker is BETZ. So this is a very interesting play if you're just looking to get exposure uh, to the betting industry. Thank you guys for joining uh, Luke and I today. Get access to actionable news and market research with all the information you need to invest smarter and profit faster. Start your free trial today at pro.benzinga.com.